Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. My name is Chris. I am on the line with Alan. Hello. There he is. That's Alan. Um, and this is our little podcast. <laughs> um, they said it couldn't be done. They said you couldn't record a podcast over Skype. Um, but we showed them. Because this is our 150th episode. And also, nobody said you couldn't record a podcast over Skype. I mean, someone should say it. It should be an order. Yeah, it should be illegal. But, no, the police haven't come round to move us on yet. So, uh, Talking of the police, mm. I've been watching a lot of uh, Now 80s on the the channel of that name on uh, my... Uh, cable television provider and um do 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 da 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 has been on quite a bit mm-hmm. and it's got several unnecessary mentions of the word rape in it it's uh, really horrible that is horrible yeah it's just like you, you don't notice these things when you're younger no but like I, i'm not i'm not saying we should ban the song but i think um, i think we should yeah I mean, Sting's a monster now, so it, it wouldn't <laughs> harm anybody. But um, but yeah, it's really jarring to hear it. But you, you listen to the song, a bit of cod reggae, uh, yeah. you're loving it, and then all of a sudden they they, they well, drop the R word. Also, like basically every song in the 70s and 80s was blurred lines by Robin Robin Thicke, wasn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, just everybody got so upset about blurred lines by robin thick but also that's all pop music has ever been yeah uh, yeah so i mean not all pop music yeah no all of it all of it <laughs> all of it okay. um okay even when even when it's not it is it is yeah 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 like um all all westerns yeah. are about the vietnam war yeah um, even the ones recorded before the vietnam war yeah even when they went out and recorded those westerns yeah, um, in the wild you west. You know, <laughs> in the old wild west. In the old wild wild west. Yeah. Um, so, 150 episodes, Alan. Like it's you, you, ce- you celebrated your actual 150th birthday yesterday in real I life. I did. Um, yeah. Today is the 150th episode of this podcast. Which do you think means more? <laughs> um, well, I mean. Because it, I, I had what is now known as a lockdown birthday, mm-hmm. um, it was pretty much a nothing birthday. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's I, I've been telling people that my birthday has been postponed, not cancelled. Yeah. Yep. So at some point we will celebrate uh, my birthday, um, but it will be a mass celebration because your birthday will probably get caught in the lockdown. Yeah. Um, my friend Jude, his birthday was caught in the lockdown. Who knows? Even perhaps even the baby Jesus's birthday will get caught in the lockdown yeah. um, that's how long it could go so we could have one hell of a birthday party well, it's Andre the Giant's birthday party in the second half of May so we'll probably get after ah, missus so, cool. yeah. how many beers could you drink oh maybe like six you see 
I've I've reached that point. You you find when you get older, yeah, there is there is no limit to the amount you can drink, but the effect it has on you is very very much worse. <laughs> yeah, like the there's there there is no physical. Uh, yeah, I've drunk enough. Um, there's definitely a mental. I've drunk enough, and uh, the, uh, the the aftermath of of that drinking is is a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, well, I find the mental I've ha- I've had enough is directly linked to the knowledge that there will be an aftermath. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I kind of uh, I kind of like to steer clear of that. Although somebody somebody framed this, I think it was on a podcast I was listening to the other day. Or maybe the TV show. It doesn't matter, does it? it doesn't really no. matter. That um, the hangovers. No, wait a minute. Oh, hangovers are like paying for extra fun the night before. It's like you're borrowing fun from the following. Right. Day. Yeah. You're going. Okay. Right. If I keep drinking, then I can have more fun, but I will have to pay that back. Yeah, I can see that next day. I- I remember once being out uh, when I, when I used to be a football lad. I used to play football, and we had yeah. a wards do, and uh, we went out afterwards. And I I remember being very very drunk. Yeah. And I went to the bar. I bought a pint. I sat down. I had like one sip of the pint. And I thought that's me done. And yeah. I just went home. I just went home. Yeah. That's the, the clearest I've ever been that that it's, that's it. You know. Yeah. There'd been lots of times when I was younger that, like, there would be times when I would just disappear. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't be saying goodbye to anyone. It's just right. Right, I'm going. One of my abiding memories of my dad is uh, him picking me up drunk after a teenage night on the town and not wanting to take me home to my mum straight away. Yeah. <laughs> um, and driving around. And um, me throwing up by the embankment in Wellingborough. Nice. Um, yeah. Nice. He just, he just pulled the car over. Go, go on, get out. And I did it. Just for yeah. up. Yeah. I remember one one particular birthday because I used to make a big deal on my birthdays. Um, you know, I used to call it Alanmas, um, and I would invite people to to come and celebrate with me. And I remember one year, um, I, I invited a load of people down. Um, uh, ex uh, minor wrestling celebrity Kenny McBride uh, came down. Uh, John Lister and Mike Farrow, listeners to the podcast, mm-hmm. um, a few other people. They all came, and we all went to the the Sound House oh, uh, in Northampton. And um, at one point, I just I just thought, right, I've got to go home. I didn't tell anyone. I just went home, and because they were staying at my flat, uh, which had like a you know the the door that you have to buzz yourself in and stuff, um, I propped that open with a brick. And then uh, just left my front door wide open and went to bed. So yeah. they could all come home. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I still live to tell the tale. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There were, no, the thing is, though, Alan, it was a different time, wasn't it, in the 1930s? Well, it, you could leave your door open. <laughs> it was. Yeah. The, the, the Cray twins were around, but they were <laughs> keeping it safe for us normal people. It was only other villains they did. Yeah. Only other villains. <laughs> um, but to answer your question, um, I think 150 episodes of this podcast is a bit more momentous than my 48th birthday. Um, yeah. It's quite a lot. I don't know that I've ever done anything, with, uh, any sort of, I'm going to use the phrase creative endeavour. Yeah. It's, it's questionable. It's questionable. But like, I don't think I've ever produced 150 of anything. 
No, I did. I did over fifty episodes of the Indie Darlings. Yeah. Um, I I, I don't think I've done uh, over fifty total. If you add all the fanzines I've ever made together, yeah. so yeah, hundred and fifty is quite a lot. Yeah, um, I haven't. I haven't like. I haven't written hundred and fifty songs. No, and it's just over. Uh, just under one a week. Um, you know, with three, yeah. two and a half months short of one a week. So uh, if we get the creativity up by February, we could hit 200. I doubt yeah. it because, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to run out of things to talk about. And well, we did, it, you know, we were doing these every day, weren't we, for a minute there? Yeah, uh, that's because we were we were getting used to the new normal, weren't we? Yeah, well, now um, the new normal is just normal, isn't it? Yeah, yeah just I don't like normal. it. I'm just waiting for it to become the old new normal. I want a vaccine, mate. I yeah. want a vaccine now, now. But the good thing is, that since uh, us British people started working hard on it last week, they've mm-hmm. nearly done it. Yeah, um, of course. You know, the rest of the world's been working on it for months, but we, we weren't bothered. Um, we yeah. were doing something else, some other science stuff. Um, and then they said, oh, come on, Britain. Uh, we, we know you're obviously the best at this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And since we've, we've been having a serious go at it, you know, nine to five, Monday to Friday. Yeah. Um, we, we were nearly there. So, you know, hopefully British exceptionalism and uh, maybe even by tomorrow, tomorrow's St. George's Day, um, the greatest of all days. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be a weird St. George's Day because usually St. George's Day is marked by um, red men uh, walking down the street with an open can of beer dra- wearing only a St. George's flag. Um, and that won't really be able to happen. Um, well, so, I don't know. Yeah. You put that flag over your shoulders and you're immune to anything. Of course. Yeah. You're not going to get it, are you? No, no. That is our shield. Yeah. Our gammon shield. But as as the the lieutenant governor of Texas said, more important things than living. Yeah. Yeah, the economy. Um, So 150 episodes. It's become something of a tradition. Um, On our 50th episode, we did a and a on our hundredth episode, we did a Q and A. I think that was a two-parter. Three-parter. Three-parter. Yeah, it was three hours long. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the list of questions here, and the fact that we've probably been going about ten minutes already, and um, I'm concerned that we could be going down that road again. <laughs> um, I've got stuff on later today, so we can't do that. Um, but that aside. We enjoy doing a little Q and A. We enjoy um, we enjoy just we just like the interaction. We do, and we need interaction now more than ever. Don't, yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't I, you? I agree? would. Listener, wouldn't you agree? They would. Thanks. Yeah, I heard them all say, "Yeah, yeah." Apart, apart from one one guy at the back was like, "No, Athers." Yeah, Ugh. Athers only cares about his dog. Yeah, and giving himself a haircut. So oh. himself a haircut. Yeah, um, I might do the opposite. I might grow mine out for a bit. Mm. Yeah, it goes yeah. a bit wacky. I mean, you know, I've kind of already set a precedent with my hair, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, although I haven't had it cut since before Christmas, so we're getting wow. we're getting to squeaky bum time, as it were, with yeah. <laughs> regards to my hair. You're gonna have your luscious curly locks. You're gonna look like a young Eddie Vedder. That's what I'm going for. Or a young yeah. Kevin Keegan. Oh. Actually, no, not even, not, actually, I wouldn't be a young, any of those, would I? No. <laughs> Do 
you remember uh, Kevin Keegan got attacked in his Range Rover and someone hit him over the head with a baseball bat and it bounced off his perm? I didn't know that, but sure. Okay. Well, that's why I've got. That's why my hair is how it is. Yeah. In case of an intruder. Um. So we have a whole bunch of questions. Yeah, let's get on with them. Yeah, and we, we're going to try and do something a little bit different. We've asked for some um, sent in via voice message. Yeah. Um, and, and this time people did it, unlike last time when it was only Jake Chris, who this yeah, time didn't bother. Didn't bother, no. I mean, I can't blame him. In fact, I saw his question on this list and it's kind of couched with an apology. Right. So, great. I mean, not for that, for the quality of the question. Um <laughs> So we're going to, yeah, we're going to try and do the, play these recordings. I'm really hoping I don't have to do any extra editing later on. So let's, let's see how this goes, shall we? Um, so first up, we got a question from um, a young man by the name of Tim Lee. Hi, Chris. Hi, Alan. No, that's not him. That's a different person. That sounds like Athens. Uh, yeah, that was Athens. Okay. Off to a great start. Try that again. <laughs> I'm not editing that. I'll edit. I'll edit other things. I'm not editing that. Okay, start again. Uh, Tim Lee. Um, this is your friend. It's it's Tim Lee. Um, follow me at Tim Lee TV. Oi, oi, nice one. Um, so I've got some questions for your podcast, as you've asked. Uh, who are some underrated wrestlers in the scene right now? Uh, what? Are yours and Chris's goals for wrestling shows to see things to see in wrestling once this pandemic has gone and the shitstorm has ended? And what is your favourite podcast you've done? Bonus question. Oh, hello. What do you think of me? Nice to speak to you. Hope you're doing well. And congratulations on Sank Zero podcasts. You, you beggars. All right, Tim Lee. Signing out, spaying out your pets. Oh, yay. <laughs> there you go, Tim Lee. Bless him. Yeah, some, some lovely questions there. Yeah. Um, I think, in part, we can answer that last one with the first one, maybe. Uh, well, you see, I don't know. Like, um, I, I've, I've actually given these questions some thought. I, I sat down and, and did some homework, because what else am I going to do? Do you know what Okay, I mean? well, I haven't. All right, I haven't put any thought into this. I just got the materials ready to go. Right. Okay. So, um, I mean, when you talk about underrated, I mean, there are there are plenty of people that are in the grand scheme of things underrated. And yes. I would count in the grand scheme of things Tim Lee as an underrated wrestler. Okay. But amongst our circle and probably the listeners to this podcast, he's not underrated. Everyone loves him. No, we all love a bit of Tim Lee. Well, I mean, yeah, but he's not really, he's not out there, is he? He's not out no. about just yet. Well, I mean, he is out there. Oh, he yeah. is out there, all right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's underrated in, in the grand scheme of Brit rest, though. Yeah. Um, um, hopefully he still keeps being underrated because progress will ruin him, um, just like they've ruined Gene Money. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Do you remember when Gene Money was good? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I that, do I joke, he's still good. Um, no, so I, I thought about people who are kind of, of sort of underrated. Um, and I thought about, you know, in terms of our circle and perhaps the wider scene, I've got some names. Uh, I think Kyle Kingsley is quite underrated. Uh, okay. I've always enjoyed him. Uh, he's got a good grip on 
on, on what he is. Uh, he's got a great big massive hammer, uh, which I've always quite liked. And I'd like to see Kyle Kingsley pop up in more places. Yeah. Um, Clementine, quite new to the scene. Um, she's she's wonderful, and I think uh, more exposure will only be uh, a bonus to her. I watched the match she had where she teamed with Aaliyah James against the Medusa Complex at Eve. They put it up for free on their YouTube. It was a great little match, um, especially for Clementine. She barely sold a thing. It was brilliant. Great <laughs> night's work. Um, one of those night's work that you're just really glad you have. Yeah. Um, I've also come up with uh, one of the, the women on the scene who, I mean, she is getting perhaps the, the, the bookings now that, that she's probably deserved for a little while. But I still think people kind of sleep on her. And that's Chikara. I think Chikara is great. Um, yeah. and isn't perhaps seen um, at the level of some of her peers, and she should be. Um, there's another lad from the London School of Lucha Libre, Bruno Brown. Um, I think he's, uh, he's a, a great prospect. I think more when more people get to see him, that'll be good. And then I thought I'd throw in one that is someone that, that people know all about, and perhaps people love him for a particular aspect. But I think when you're talking about underrated professional wrestlers, I think Damien Dunn is always going to be on your list because I think Damien Dunn is a, a fantastic professional wrestler, yeah. but often he, he just gets by on the, the uh, no funder when he's, he's has got so much more to offer than that. Yeah, I, I think, and I think he probably fits the question a bit more than some of those other guys. Cause there's like, I mean, maybe Chikara, but like, if you're just going to reel off a bunch of new people, Alan, that's yeah. Yeah. That doesn't really fit the brief for me. Actually, well, Kyle Kingsley's not new. He's no, Bellow. He's yeah, Bolden as well. Sorry, not Kyle, yeah. But, like, you know, I think you've missed the brief a little bit there. Uh, uh, all right. What, <laughs> what you got, mate? What you got? Well, do you know, someone, I mean, who who I, I'm surprised hasn't sort of really broken out um, in British wrestling. Because, like, sometimes he does get a little bit of buzz behind him. Um, and then it sort of peters out. Um, is tk cooper right I yeah i don't understand how he hasn't sort of got to the top of one of the companies that have have used him um on occasion like do you, do you remember like he, he was doing some promo stuff last year yeah and there was a real buzz about it um i and, looked for a minute that rev pro were going to have a real run with him yeah um but everybody seems to drop the ball with him i don't know whether there's some like um some some other stuff going on with progress um because he seems to be persona non grata there a little bit um and uh he, he, you know he's been used in other places fairly prominent prominently like north and riptide but even then i mean north probably more so but like riptide kind of um using sort of sparingly doesn't seem like a major focus um but then he doesn't pop up in like your fight club pros or attack or anything like that no if only we knew someone who owned a wrestling company who uh could finally make his potential oh no he's a pain in the ass to deal with so (laughs) 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 so you got any others um weirdly he was the one that sort of jumped to yeah. find um there are there are people that i'd always like to see more of and 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 yeah it's i'm always in a bit of a sticky situation when it comes to questions like this because obviously i do 
book a wrestling show but there are all sorts of factors that might mean i can't use certain people or it's never sort of worked out but um like like i'll, I'll always um enjoy watching somebody like sammy jane but like where what like she she popped up in rev pro didn't she yeah um and she got hurt i think anyway yes yeah so she's been hurt um yeah i don't know i think like a lot of people because i think there's a lot of wrestling going on so a lot of people who um you might consider underrated kind of get get their props yeah um and they they get props from from different people so if you're a listener to uh graps and claps um and uh frequent the northern graps um then you will know about a lot of people and you won't think they're underrated but we don't know about them and for instance when uh big guns joe finally made it down south i I was blown away but i know he's not underrated because the people up north really rate him yeah it's weird underrated's a weird weird question because it yeah applies weird question well no because it often applies to somebody who like yeah everybody kind of likes but are they getting the the push or whatever that they deserve i remember you know old mark haskins used to go around with underrated on his t-shirts it's like mate you've never been underrated no no, no. um so, so next bit was what are our goals yeah to see once this this thing is all over um i you know i've still got a hankering to go to japan at some point i don't right. know if that's something that happens as soon as the gates open here um but, you know, maybe this is the kind of thing that prompts you to try and spread your wings a bit more once once it's all over. Yeah. Um, domestically, um, I'd like to go to the seaside. So okay. I, could, I, could go, I could go down to Riptide for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, my, my uh, horizons are a, a lot closer than yours. I don't have a passport um, and uh, don't have the... Uh, the lifestyle that I could I could disappear to Japan for two weeks as yeah. uh, sad as that is. Um, so I'd, I'd finally like to make it to Leeds to see a tidal show. Um, that would be quite nice, and maybe see Rise as well up there because uh, I'd, I'd quite like to go to these weird promotions where Gene Money was big way before he was anywhere else because um, it was only Rise, Discovery, and Good that ever used to book him. Yeah. Um, so it would be nice to see that. Um, I suppose the real answer is everything, though. I'm, I'd like to see some death matches and uh, stupidity. I'm big on stupidity. Um, yeah. And just anywhere that's got people, because I really miss people. Yeah. Um, obviously, having moved down to London, I'm going to try and go and see, hopefully get a bit more settled at some point and, and see a lot more of the uh, London-based wrestling yeah. stuff um your soul your um battle pro battle pro hustle all of this stuff triple l yeah triple l they're all there they're all there yeah um so i'll i'll uh, yeah and might even dip my toe back into the old eve oh um, did you hear they were going to come to milton Keynes? I didn't hear that, no. Yeah, one of, you know, because they were going to do a whole weekend of shows for their anniversary. Oh, right. Um, they were going to do the anniversary show itself, and they were going to do the uh, women's only um, show. Apparently, one show that weekend was going to be in Milton Keynes. 
Oh, God. <laughs> I know. I know. It's all you need, isn't it? All you need. Um, well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, never going to happen now, is it? Well, no. No. But, um, yeah, I just want to get back out there and, and see people and do things. And if there's anywhere we've not been and you want to tell us we should be going, tell us. Yeah, go we on. Go, tell us. But, go on. Tell us. But tell us. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Tim's third question was what's the favorite podcast we've ever done oh god now we had we had this sort of thing we a ago we tried to get press passes for progress at, um basically because we didn't want to pay for tickets yeah um they asked us to submit our best episode and i think we su- we submitted the one that we did for fight Club pro world warriors uh where we just went on and on about um Low-key's low key getting shirt. really dirty yeah um <laughs> some reason we quite like that one so that yeah. would always be up there we we always enjoyed that one um, yeah. i quite like the one we did for santa with muscles yeah yeah i mean that's another one where we just basically explain the whole film but we yeah. did record that in a car park in in bristol having watched yeah. it on my phone because uh, we had a bunch of extra time to kill uh, yeah, because that that chris brooks let us down yeah we were supposed to be doing our first ever interview um with chris brooks we had a whole sort of um plan set out for for introducing interviews into this show um that i think would have been really fun and unique actually but never really worked out no maybe maybe we'll do it yeah maybe we'll do it again um you know we we did talk about maybe relaunching the podcast and taking it a bit more seriously um and perhaps that will be part of it when we finally do that when everything is over yeah but for me i think santa with muscles is one of the the most fun ones i'm always um you know i think after it's after all the dust has settled i'm a big fan of the ones where we really have pushed ourselves out outside of our comfort zone by which i mean the wrestlemania weekend (laughs) right so it's where we've where we uh, ultimately we we've ended up broken yeah um, hating each other a little bit yeah um tired beyond uh any reasonable amount yeah um and stuffed full of uh of chips and cherry coke but it did bring us um barrington hughes it did i don't don't, be interested to see how he's getting on in lockdown yeah it did bring us the the calamari wrestler which we watched with spanish subtitles yeah um, we definitely did one of our many podcasts about the anal explosion death match. Yeah, it was good times. It was good <laughs> times. Yeah. yeah, and it also brought one of your more racist moments. So if anybody wants to go back into, <laughs> into those archives and find that particular reference, um, Jan Buxton, please feel free. Um, and if anyone knows what happened to Blackie Gatekeeper, then please write in and let us know. Oh, why did you have to say it again? <laughs> uh, what was Tim's bonus question? I've already yeah. forgotten. Oh, what do you think of me? As in, oh him? yeah, we like him. Yeah, he's, yeah, we he's like good people. Yeah, yeah. I think um, well, um, people will see more of Tim eventually, hopefully, unless he quits during this whole thing. Which you know, I wouldn't blame anyone from for having to give up. Well, he hasn't he hasn't popped up on one of these "Don't Rush Me" challenges yet, so no. So is he even a wrestler anymore? Exactly. Exactly. I saw the referees did one. That was quite fun. Did they? 
Yeah. Yeah. I might do one. Get my yeah. old gear out. Yeah? Oh, yeah. nobody wants to see that. Thanks. <laughs> right, let's, let's do another question. All right, okay. Um, so, Simon Ball, who who did send me a recording, but the recording was corrupted. Um, so, we've got a few questions from Simon. Um, kind of, they seem to have found themselves scattered throughout this, uh, this show. Nice. So... Um, Simon asks, have you subscribed to Disney Plus? And if so, what are you watching? Um, I haven't. I have got access to it. because my, my sister subscribed and you get four logins. And oh, okay. she, only, she only wants three. So I, I got the other one. I haven't I haven't logged in yet. Oh, right. um, but um, I might start watching The Clone Wars. I'm start, I don't like Star oh, yeah. Wars, but I'm told it's quite good. Yeah. Um, and um, I probably won't, though. No. Um, and I. All the the other thing that would interest me would be they've got all the old Marvel cartoons from the eighties and seventies and eighties on there, um, oh. and in, into the nineties with the the X Men and uh, uh, the Spider Man cartoons and then. But I've already got them on DVDs that yeah. I, I ripped off the internet years ago, um, and I haven't got round to watching them on that. Um, so for me, probably nothing. Although I have been watching a lot of kids' films lately some of which are available on Disney Plus, although I did not get them from there. Yeah. Uh, I saw Onward, which was very good. Um, enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, then some other stuff, which I don't think is Disney, so I won't mention it. No. I also watched Onward recently, and I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. Frozen for Boys. Yeah. Um, now, I've seen a few of the Disney Plus things already. I don't have Disney Plus, Simon, so... I'm sorry, neither of us have subscribed. Um, but I enjoyed The Mandalorian. Um, I, a couple of things that I think I would be interested in seeing more of is uh, the Imagineering story, which is like a documentary about the... like I think it's like a six-part documentary about the theme parks. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and, like, the idea behind a lot of the attractions and stuff like that that kind of appeals to a certain part of my nerdery um also simpsons i haven't watched a lot of the simpsons in a long time and i think i really like to sort of revisit some of those earlier earlier series um and actually decide for myself at which point it started to dip right what's your favorite ever simpsons episode (sighs) well recently the, they did. There was a thing where somebody had collated all of the IMDb scores, yeah, Simpsons episodes, and the one where he has an enemy. What's his name? Frank Grimes. Right. Yeah. Is um, it was um, credited as the top one. My favourite because I really love the song is when Mr. Burns tries to steal all of the um, Greyhound puppies. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's got a really great. Um, version of Be My Guest from Beauty and the Beast, but See My Vest. vest. Yeah. Um, They they did a lot of really good musical stuff early on. I don't know if they continued with that. I've got, I I don't think I've still got it, but I had a a CD of The Simpsons music that came out in 96. Yeah, they were very good CDs. Yeah, I like like Lemon of Troy, where they go to Shelbyville. Oh, yeah. Um, That's that's a good one. one. Uh, uh, is it the 123rd episode spectacular? Am I got the number wrong? 
that's like the clip show yeah. where they look back. Yeah, it's like a fake, fake clip show. Yeah, and um, I liked uh, 23 short stories about Springfield. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good which one. Which has which has got uh, steamed hams in it. Yeah, I rewatched the. Um, this was a couple of years ago now, but the Who Shot Mr. Burns episodes. Right. Yeah. Those are quite fun. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a good show. It was a good show. But this isn't a Simpsons podcast. No. Uh, no it's a wrestling right. podcast, apparently. Apparently. Um, so get on with the next question, Chris. Yeah. So it's another one on recorded message from uh, Mr. Paul Stokes. Hi, I was just wondering what's the largest weapon commonly used in wrestling that you think you could throw over a crossbar? Love and kisses. Bye. Well, there you go. That's a good uh, question. I mean, it is a it's a great question, and mm. I gave it a lot of thought. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the words commonly used uh, yeah. it does cut down uh, to to quite a lot. I mean, you could get a staple gun over there. Yeah, easily. Um, that's, yeah. That's pretty easy. You get a tin tray. Yeah. Um, I could you, I could throw some skewers over. Yeah. I reckon I could get a ladder over a crossbar. Yeah, I was thinking it's either a ladder or a table. I think I'd probably do better with a table though yeah i reckon a ladder i'll tell that... you what i could definitely do is a is a dustbin right yeah i'll tell you yeah. what i couldn't do is a dumpster what? right yeah or um, or see, a casket i was i was thinking i could not do um the ring steps um as oh, used yeah. in the the famous uh tables ladders chairs and stairs match, yeah. uh, between the vintner Eric Rowan. Oh, I think uh, what I could and do. the star of the Big Show show Big Show, which might be larger than um no, no it's probably not larger than a ladder, but is um, one of those collapsible announce tables that they oh, have right, yeah. because I just throw it over bit by bit. Right, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I think a ladder is probably the the, the uppermost. Mm. Um, I I reckon I could maybe throw Graham the ref. Uh, over a crossbar i mean does he count as a weapon he's a tool <laughs> um yeah i i think yeah i, I think I, I could comfortably throw a trash can yeah yeah it's a good answer yeah good answer i, w- I wouldn't have um, any doubt about it what about not a wheelie bin though no not a wheelie bin though no no no, no. too awkward you can't get a proper purchase on it no, and the the lid would want to flap open. Oh, that would be just trouble, wouldn't it? Oh, you're trying to Absolute swing it. trouble. Yeah. Um, right, another question. Let's move yeah. on. Shall I, shall I read this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lewis Matson, um, who who did a really cool thing a few weeks ago. I didn't watch it, so I only imagine it was really cool. I bet it really was. That um, he took a a show by his local promotion that should have happened uh, in the real world and ran it on a, a video game simulator. Oh. Um, and let people watch live on YouTube. So that's that's quite cool. That's cool. I quite like that. Um, he asks, is Harley Hudson the best women's performer in Britrest today? Um, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know who she is. So she could be. Yeah. Um, Let's say yes. And we we just we just don't know about it. I mean, for my money, Charlie Evans is. Um, no, do you know what? I'm saying it's Harley Hudson. Okay, Harley I'm saying Hudson. Harley Hudson. I think Harley Hudson has. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Harley Hudson is. I've never seen Harley Hudson before, but I think she is. Um, she is the best worker on the planet today. Yeah. Um, I think she's like Manami Toyota in her prime. Right. Um, she has got all the charisma 
of um, a young Trish Stratus. Okay. And uh, looks just like giant haystacks. So I think she's got it all going on. Yeah, and I heard that she said she was better than Charlie Evans and yeah. wants to fight her in a barbed wire match. And yeah. that's not barbed wire as in the pointy stuff. That's barbed wire, the Pamela Anderson movie. Yeah, where the ring is filled with discarded copies of barbed wire yeah. with Pamela Anderson on, on yeah. VHS. So if you're up there, Northwest scene where Harley Hudson, Harley Hudson, no doubt, uh, works, uh, book that match. Well, I heard that she only wrestles on the Orkneys. Right. So um, we'll see. We'll see if we can get her down at some point. OK. Um, oh, Harley Hudson really setting the scene on fire. Um, My new favourite wrestler. Yeah. Um, Mike Farrow sent a couple of questions in. We'll, we'll go through them one at a time, I think. Yeah, he uh, didn't record them because he said he hates his voice. It's mate, yeah. uh, mate, join the rest of us. Yeah, so that was my response. And, yeah. Unless you are Mike Quackenbush, mm. then you have every reason to hate your voice. Oh, no, I, I meant I also hate Mike Farrow's voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, will you ever review any of Alan's wrestling career? Um, well, I mean, if we can get it digitised, uh, why not? But I think maybe, maybe once we launch our Patreon, it'll be a stretch goal on there. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a stretch um, goal that will never be met. Yeah, well, we'll post the video and with our with our live commentary over the top of it. Yeah. Um, well, maybe we could do what um, GCW have been doing the past couple of weeks on IWTV and do, do a pop-up video. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. pop-up video? I used to love yeah, pop-up video. Yeah. yeah, and GCW have been doing their shows. They've done a, a two two shows so far. Um, one of which was their Wombat show, the first Wombat show, where yeah, yeah. Wombat is like a fictional. Well, it's not fictional. Um, it's real, but uh, it is fictional. Um, they are uh, a fictional Southern wrestling promotion, and they had a list of former Wombat champions on screen, and one mm. of them was called Rick Shithead. <laughs> Which is the greatest wrestling name I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, well, I was actually thinking, like, maybe we could do one with um, with old Jake Chris and yeah. talk about those old days. Um, but we haven't actually. This is the first time I've mentioned it to you. So okay. um, maybe we can maybe we can do that. Okay, um, tell some of the stories of life on the road. <laughs> uh, okay mike farrow again will you ever do an inflatable that's all in cat in all caps ever do an inflatable watch along episode i don't know what that is i mean again my answer to that would be yeah once we launch our patreon it'll be a stretch goal yeah you um, gotta pay for it yeah inflatable was a match that um jethro the pub landlord who is a a, a character who wrestles down at Ubdub. Um, he became their infinite champion and turned oh, it into okay. a kind of a 24-7 right. belt. And he did uh, a match on a bouncy castle in a pub garden. Right. Um, and that was the inflatable match. Uh, okay. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Mike Farrow was particularly taken by it, I know. Um, and I, I think now, if Mike ever gets a chance to book his own wrestling promotion, all matches will be will take place in the inflatable. <laughs> um and and you know why not yeah. um you know we'll say that but um yeah 
eventually, maybe, once we run out of stuff, because there's never going to be any wrestling ever again, apart from WWE, because okay. they are essential. Yeah, they are essential. Um, well, here's a here's a more serious question from Mike. A while back, on the Brit Rest Roundtable, which is apparently another wrestling podcast, uh, not I don't listen to it, um, somebody said, if WWE hadn't come along, there could have been an actual full-time scene in the UK by 20 or 2021. 2020 or 2020 <laughs> 2020 21 is what he'd written there yeah current events aside was that completely fanciful or could a scene have something because it's been deleted coalesced um, coalesced okay. was the word that he used it's okay a good word here's a good, good word. word somehow yeah. it's been censored right um, okay <laughs> yeah it's too big for you that, yeah. you know well, you're, i like think that. this is your that that was your copy and paste not mine Oh, well, it's all right on mine, so... Is it? Yeah, I don't know what's happened there. Oh, OK. I think your, I think your uh, computer must have a virus, Chris. A oh. coronavirus. <laughs> Topical stuff. Yeah. Um, serious answer would be, I think it could have been possible. I mean, could is a, a very kind of uh, well, wide-ranging word, but I think it would have needed... A level of cooperation that I'm not sure could ever exist amongst <laughs> promoters. Um, and I think it probably would have only been at a certain level, enough for, for people to make a living, but no one's getting rich off it. Well, it depends what 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 are your parameters for this particular question, because there are people making money. Yeah, like, there are people working as like wrestling as their full time job. Yeah. Um, does that mean we've got a you know a full-time scene maybe not but like are we saying that it has to have a promotion that can sustain a full-time roster um i don't that... necessarily think so i just think that there have to be enough dates in the diary yeah um and i think that's that's incredibly possible but it 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 does require um but do you not think a, we're kind of a, already there well, I mean, we were for a bit, and then it seemed to fall away a little bit um, yeah. as your your Pete Duns and your your Trent Sevens and uh, your Zack Saber Juniors, um, Will Ospreys, they went more to Japan. So that's mm-hmm. nothing really to do with WWE UK. And Marty's girl and Mark Haskins disappeared out of the scene. So a lot of the the top names that you would probably need to rely on um, disappeared for a while. But yeah. it would also need things to to happen so that you wouldn't have. Uh, progress and rev pro running in london on the same day um and and you know things like that that you you the promoters would have to kind of get together to agree not to run against each other um and i'm sure i'm sure none of them do it on purpose because the wrestling business is full of wonderful people with only the best motives but even those accidental clashes um would you know try and be avoided yeah yeah i i I don't think everybody can work full time. No. Like not everybody can work full time in the US either and they they have what you might call a a full time scene. But like I don't know. Like I think I think the UK had a big scene. I don't think it had dropped off enough to say that people weren't able to work full time. I don't think I think it's just a case of it can be full time for some and not for others. Yeah. Just the way it's going to be. Yeah. And, and that's the same with anything. That's the same with music. That's the same with theatre. 
Um, yeah. So wrestling should never be any different. That and and you know it's the same with football. You know the 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 top tiers of football are full time, and there's a whole load of stuff underneath it that is part time. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Yes, Mike. Yes, there can yes. there could have been, and there still can be. Yes, Mike. Thank you. Um, should we go back to recording? Yeah, do it. Recording. Um, it's it's you and Mackenzie. Hi, you and. I think. Hello, love the grass. Congratulations on 150 episodes. You asked me for some questions, and here are my questions for you. Number one, what are your biggest pet peeves in wrestling? Number two, what are your favourite gimmick matches? Number three, what would Adam book if he could able to book the stars of GCW against any Brit rest guys? If you have the ability. Oh, for God's sake! Oh man. Um, oh. <laughs> let's just let's just stick with Ewan's question before we get to Ashley's question, which was was bursting in uh, <laughs> well, there at the end. Tra- it time travelled, didn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. Ewan's uh, Ewan's voice, very good. I hear he's got his own podcast now called uh, Discuss that, yeah. Discuss Lariat, which I quite like. It's a good pun. Yeah, um, and uh, he's got a good voice for radio. Um, but his questions. Um, so the first one was, what's our biggest pet peeves in wrestling? I mean, oh. I've got loads, absolute loads. But I suppose yeah. he wants the biggest. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just do three. OK. OK, so first one, promotions that have world titles that aren't world-class promotions. Yeah. Just because your title is defended in different countries doesn't make it a world title. Uh, world titles have to be at a certain level of competition for me. And uh, just calling your, your title a world title when it's obviously not really annoys me. Yeah. Um, indie promotions that use major promotions in their angles. So particularly I'm thinking here of progress when they were using the fact that people had got a contract with WWE as a, as an angle, because it made me not care about progress anymore um, because a promotion should always try and be uh, the biggest thing in its own universe um, for some kind of consistency. And uh, my last one, any use of the term ladies uh, when it comes to wrestling. Uh, so a ladies match or a ladies division. Um, I really hate that. Yeah. I mean, I always start this podcast with ladies. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, like I'm going a little bit more um, esoteric, I think. Okay. Um, with a couple of mine. Um, I don't like not being able to get away from the wrestling when I'm at a wrestling show. Right. Like I don't like being in a space where I've got to stay in the hot, in that same space for the whole show. Um, that's kind of why I kind of like stopped going to the resistance. Yeah. To some extent, because you're just, you kind of, you're on, you're on your feet the whole time in exactly the same spot. Um, and it's long. It's not like being at a gig where, like, you've got sort of 45 minutes and then a big break. Like, it, it can be too much. Um, like, there are certain venues where you're kind of just locked in for the whole yeah. time. Um, I like I like a separate sort of space that you can get to. I tell you what, I love. I've only been there once, um, but I did. You know, and what I what I saw was mixed. Uh, but for t- in terms of a venue, and I understand not everyone can just book this for your regular Saturday night wrestling. Um, Ali Pally, Alex Pallix, 
yep. uh, was wonderful for that because you got that whole other room uh, full of the, uh, the the food trucks and like a, an, an atrium. Um, so that was lovely. But yeah, an extra, extra even somewhere like Riptide, um, uh, where you can just leave the area that the wrestling is taking place and, and go into a, a separate area. That's quite nice to just yeah. be able to get away. Same so with good. Being trapped, I don't like. I don't like high drinks prices on the bar. Okay. Um, get out. Don't try and mess me about. Give me a tuck shop. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I don't like. I don't. Know, there's um. There's a thing that some wrestlers do, which uh, is try and jaw with the crowd when they ain't really any good at it right yeah uh, it's just like mm, it's a bit embarrassing you yeah. kind um yeah you're kind of making a fool of yourself here and I've, like, I've got i've got several examples right in the front of my mind i'm not going to name them but yeah i know exactly what you mean yeah um so like yeah I, it's weird because wrestling is like an an interactive entertainment um and but sometimes i think certain people should just keep it between the ropes yeah um because it gets awkward and weird yeah so ewan's next question was favorite yeah. gimmick match oh boy i've gone very specific here yeah uh, in one particular gimmick match that has only ever happened once in one particular promotion okay um, <laughs> and that was the uh the ddt extreme title match with the light tube where oh, the yeah. idea was to avoid breaking the light tube. There's one light tube in the match, and the person who is responsible for it breaking lost the match. Yeah. Um, and it was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I love that match. Um, that's uh, that's a lot of fun, and one that I've endeavoured to steal at some point. Yes. Um, I'm going to go with one of my own ones, just because, why not? I can, can't I? Yeah. Um, I really liked doing a single lumberjack match. Yeah, that was um, good. Between um, Millie McKenzie and um, Fader Scott with Tim Lee um, as the sole lumberjack on the outside. Um, I just just love the idea of it. Just <laughs> love the idea of subverting one of the silliest sort of gimmicks in wrestling. And uh, and it was a great introduction for Tim Lee to the good crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also really enjoyed the 66 count match um, at No Ring Show. So, oh, you uh, just love your own stuff, don't you? Well, I did do it. You've got to love your own babies, haven't you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then Ewan's last question was basically for me, because oh, yeah. he knows that you don't care about anything that doesn't happen in good. Um, so he asked uh, what do you who think would the Alan stands book? for the, uh, good championship wrestling yeah um, who would Alan book if it was GCW versus Britress so I've got a card here okay so we're going to open up with uh, a six man scramble mm-hmm. because you should always open with a wild scramble I've got Blake Christian versus the OJMO versus Alex Zane versus Callum Newman versus Treehouse Lee one, because he's a great wrestler, and two, because Treehouse Lee is a brilliant name, uh, and Aaliyah James. That's my six in my opening match. Okay. All right. Then we're going to move on to uh, Tony Deppen against Jordan Brakes. 
in a, in a bit of a grapple fuck match uh, between one very nice boy and one very horrible boy. Um, then we're going to have uh, Schlack versus Tim Lee, and Tim Lee's going to squash Schlack in that. um just you know to make everybody uh especially happy and then our uh first half main event is is going to be a four-way um with ali cat chris brooks effie and jetta a lot big a lot big personalities in that Mm -hmm. Uh, and then in the second half we're going to kick it off with uh jimmy lloyd um you're fucking with a different boy when you fuck with jimmy lloyd against mad kurt Yes. be a lot of fun i would watch that um and then we're gonna have uh gene money against mance warner good old mansa um so a match between a, a a man who was the uh the the last ever star uh wcw made um in an alternate timeline against gene money and then my main event would be a death match uh between charlie evans and nick gage yep all right yeah you're gonna watch that show yeah, I'd watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. Is that what you wanted, Ewan? Is that what you wanted when you tailor in your questions to Alan Boone? <laughs> Is that what you in there yet? He's going to write something down and then read it out. I did notice that earlier um, you, it was it missed off because of your shoddy uh, button work. But Tim Lee's question was just for me as well. Like he, His message went, hello, Alan. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. so there you go. Everyone knows who the the real favourite is on this podcast, and it's Jake Chris. <laughs> Ugh. Um, okay, where are we? Um, James Crossan. In keeping with the format of the podcast, what were your three love the graps hashtag LTG and three not my graps hashtag NMG over the last three years? could be related to brit rest general wrestling the podcast wimpy or whatever (laughs) (laughs) what out of the whole of existence from the past three years what did you like and dislike well i've kind of tailored it towards wrestling a little bit and and the podcast uh because otherwise you know we we can really get out there can't we i mean the last three years of of generally not <laughs> not been great. Oh, it's been um, so my my three love the graps were um, the King of Trios weekend in Wolverhampton, yeah, twenty seventeen, absolutely, um, possibly the most fun that I've had whilst doing that since I've been back at Brit Rest and definitely while doing this podcast. Also, you put that picture up yesterday mm-hmm. for my birthday celebration. I look great in it. I look old, but I look. I look great in it. So, um, yeah, that was uh, obviously a time when everything was coming together. Also gave birth to the the uh, the rumour that Mako Satomura uh, kept the Sendai girls hooked on heroin. Well, also um, the us calling Japanese women's wrestlers the lads. Yeah, Japanese uh, lads. Japanese lads, um, which has gotten us in trouble a little bit. Uh, <laughs> not in trouble, but um, Mikey Whiplash took exception to it on the internet and then it got explained to him and then he disappeared so bless him um, talking to mikey whiplash um really nice t-shirt brought out in uh, association with tnt wrestling and if anyone's a fan of the extreme deathmatch panda uh, then get hold of that t-shirt i saw that mm-hmm. uh, in the week and thought that's quite nice um, my second love the graps would be um something i was a little bit involved in uh, but not massively um the no ring show that you did yeah um i thought just that whole thing was was great it was a really nice day 
Um, the show was really good. Everything just went um, fine. Uh, have you had any feedback from when that was shown on Progress's Twitch channel? No, not really. I should uh, no. Um, people seem to enjoy it. Um, yeah. There were some nice sort of comments on the Twitch stream, but uh, right. but yeah, not not loads. I don't know whether loads of people were watching that stream. To be honest, no. Uh, um, it's it's the kind of thing I think if you get ten people, you've done well. Well, they had more than ten, but yeah, it's, oh, um, you've done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my third love the graps. Um, again, quite a recent one. Um, the the car park wrestling that we went to. Um, yeah. I had a great time at that for, for reasons of it being a bit shit at times and also for being terribly exciting. The company that we kept, um, it was just a really nice night. So that those three would be my my three love the graps. What about you? Yeah, that was very silly. Um, oh, boy. Well, obviously, I, I, I've done a lot with good over the past three years. And that's kind of gone from strength to strength. So that's been a big uh, love the graps for me um seeing the people seeing wrestlers that i know and have really enjoyed um getting the sort of attention that they deserve um from from pete dunn all the way down to gene money over the past year um it's great seeing chris brooks getting to go and live out in japan even if he is going to remotely start a a rival podcast where they talk only about their own penises um so like that's been great um also you know we've seen people go from like the very sort of nascent steps in their career to becoming regular parts of of the scene over the past few years i mean people yeah. like millie mckenzie um you know we were there for like her first couple of matches um, well, in in Fight Club Pro anyway, yeah, um, and that was exciting to see. Um, we saw a few people's first matches when they've been in the UK. Um, we had um, the two Aussies, um, the two big Aussie lads, had their second match in the UK for good. Um, so that was, you know, that's been really fun. Yeah. Um, Mine are quite broad, aren't they? Yeah. Um, uh, and what's the third one? Um, what's the third one? I, I watched the season finale of Better Call Saul last night, so that was really good. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. I've been told because I've never seen Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Yeah. But I've been told to to wait until Better Call Saul is finished, then watch that first. And then watch what? Breaking Bad. No, who would tell you that? Someone who's watched both and said that it works well as a really good prequel. No, that's stupid. Like, oh. Because they don't even know how it's going to end. All like, oh, right. Like, like, there's still like a whole other season to go. Um, yeah. And yeah, it is a good prequel, but in the same way that a prequel is actually a sequel, like it, it functions best having watched Breaking Bad. I mean, I'm probably not going to watch either of them. So well, I think you should watch both. And I think Bre- uh, Better Call Saul's been really good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's one of my love for graps. Okay. Uh, in terms of not my graps, um, 
Oh, I don't know. Well, I've got, I've in got a lot three. of ways. Well, let me let me reel a couple off and we'll see okay. where we, we match up. I'm going to go off the top of my head because I didn't do any preparation. Um, uh, all of the all of the nonces. Uh, <laughs> like there's been there have been through the rise of British wrestling over the past few years. There's been some dark elements rear their heads. And some of them just won't go away as well. I keep seeing um, certain faces pop up on Twitter now yeah. and then. Um, so, yeah, that you know, with success comes slime baggery. Um, <laughs> similarly, on, on that note, is, you know, the, the amount of people that have kind of rolled the dice um, at being the next big wrestling company and let a lot of people down um i'm looking at five star primarily but also um world of sport um you know that that's a fail that was a failed experiment um you know that people hoped would would bring a lot of needed and wanted eye british wrestling um and also a few people have had injuries that have kind of taken them off of the scene yeah um you know your lycos uh jack sexsmith um who else i'm gonna miss so many people out aren't i well for me one of the ones i mean even though she had obviously retired um from proper wrestling um nixon Newell. Just the, the, the injuries she had when yeah. she first went to, to the US, when like the, the world was there for her. It was at her feet, and then she, she suffered that injury, and then another one. Yeah. Um, that was particularly bad. So, yeah, just people who've, who've had to retire um, because they're injured. It's, it's very, very sad. Yeah. Go on, and what, what else you got? Right. Um, I mean, this is going to be... Uh, you know, oh God, listen to this. WWE UK. Um, because not half for for what it done um and taken away um a lot of people from the scene that really should be doing their best work uh on the scene and, and trying to, to damage a scene that, that was healthy. And whether they tried to damage or not, they certainly did uh, damage it in a way. But the other half for the fact that they've made such a, a shit job of, of doing what should have been very very simple of, of having that that mainstream british company with uh, a billionaire an evil billionaire um, but still a billionaire's money behind you and they've completely failed to make anything that anybody is is interested in um mm-hmm. so wwe uk that's one of the worst things uh, over the last three years for for those couple of reasons um personal one that i haven't managed to to have that last wrestling match um i've joked about it for years and i just would like to just do one more and it's 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 getting more and more remote and is you know i've got i've got a knee injury at the moment that i got from walking down the stairs um so you can see it, it, it's getting more and more remote and um I, I wish i'd done it sort of three years ago um if not five years ago and then the last one is quite a very personal one really and um it's my stupid brain and my big mouth. Um, I wish sometimes over the last three years I could have just shut up 
mm. and not said some of the things that I've said. Um, and I, I feel, I feel, Chris, I've damaged our brand uh, a few times, not so much recently, um, but over the past times. And I, I regret that. And I wish, you know, if not my graps were things that we could wipe out of existence, WWE UK, yeah, we'd wipe that out of existence. My lack of not wrestling, yeah, we'd wipe that out. So I'd be a regular up-dub by now. Um, and the, the fact that I sometimes uh, say things before thinking them through, um, I would wipe out as well. So, yeah, a bit of a down note to end that one, but that's my, not my Yeah, cool. Well, that's how that's how <laughs> NMGs work, isn't it? We end on yes. a down note. Um, well, look, should, we, should, we, should we zip on to a, yeah. a, different, a different type of question? Um, and that is from Martin Bentley. Um, which moment in TV or the graps would you like to... It's a weird question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take some of that out. Which moment in the graps would you like to see made into an ITV drama? Therefore, quality can only be at a certain level. <laughs> no, because the, the question as originally phrased, which moment in TV or the graps uh, would be, I mean, the was it called uh, The Trial, is it, that's on at the moment? About, oh, yeah, yeah. With uh, the who coughing, wants to be a millionaire? Coughing major. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so that's the kind of thing there. But I, 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 I approached this question in the in the spirit that it was written in, mm. and I've tried to come up with a serious answer to this. And um, I'd like to see a TV drama done on when Jackie Palo sold out the business uh, in the in the 70s, yeah. um, and sold a story to the papers that wrestling was fixed. Everyone knew it was fixed, but no one wanted to be uh, reminded of that by the news of the world. And uh, I remember when. Uh, I met Robbie Brookside for the first time. Um, he was still spitting mad about what Jackie Palo had done sort of 20 years before. Um, so the, there's a lot of bad feeling in, uh, in the British wrestling business. I mean, a lot of these people are dead now, um, but I think that would still make for a fascinating story of exposing what was kind of a, a household entertainment to the, the, to the, the, the scrutiny of, oh man, wrestling's bent. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, for some reason, it feels like it has to be um, something British because in order to fit in with the ITV, yeah, um, the ITV uh, spin. Um, I mean, there, there are like big, um, big, um, you know, we've got the Dark Side of the Ring series kind of putting exposure on, um, on. Uh, kind of some of the, the the darker stories in in wrestling's past the but darker I, side of the ring I yes think, yeah i tried to rephrase yeah. that so i didn't repeat <laughs> myself um but what i would really like to see is um a fantasy drama um between um where where <laughs> like a um a drama based around the trials and tribulations of the characters the ultimate warrior Hulk Hogan, um, Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth, somehow just like them treated as if they were real people with real personal problems about each other. Um, I just I'd love to see like their their universe expanded. That's one of the weird things about wrestling, isn't it? Because it's like we're taking some of these like really personal stories that can only somehow be resolved within these ropes like I want to see them exist <laughs> away from the ring. Like I want to see like 
do these like these characters really hate each other then they must have to bump into each other in other um in other realms it, i guess it's almost like a made in chelsea or only way is essex but yeah. with wrestling i guess you know progress were trying to do that weren't they with the freedoms road thing that i don't think they ever really followed through on yeah uh, i mean randy randy savage had his wedding ruined yeah 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 like what's what's the real fallout of that they're yeah. going to have they're going to have a match no emotionally that that relationship is done like they're never going to be able to properly recover it's completely changed that dynamic hulk hogan threw the giant off a roof into a river yeah i just want to see the, i want to see the expanded adventures of all these like 80s and 90 early 90s wrestling characters maybe we should do it mate or um or i'd like to see a better call Saul style series about the mountie okay <laughs> a prequel how did right. the mountie become the mountie okay like how did he become a member of the canadian mounted police that then became a wrestler in, in the us yeah was it was he still serving when I he was know. a wrestler so had he been that... had he been disbarred from yeah. the police you can find out by watching better call the mountie <laughs> um so there you go that's my those are my picks um oh i've got a question for you it's on tape and it's from ashley clements if you have the ability to time travel what event match or promo would you go and see and why um mine would be the mountie <laughs> um, when him and the big boss man were like, oh, you're going to lock you up in prison. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There, there are like there are like big ones, aren't there? That I think, yeah. Like you even it makes you like. I'm thinking more like non matches. Okay. Because like you know I, I'm I haven't got well no maybe there are matches that I would love to have been there for but I'm, I'm gonna try and think a little bit more laterally with this but like things like the the sort of rise of stone cold steve austin i can only just imagine what it would have been like to have been like in the first sort of 12 rows of these u.s arenas when he comes bloody rolling down the ring on the zamboni or a beer right. truck <laughs> um and or like the the big the big one i mean and it's late on in his career really it's like when he comes out and he saves the wwf from the wcw invaders because like you hear the sound of the crowd just go absolutely mad um there have been a few you know actually probably one of the love the graps that we did um could have been more specific about was um the travis banks moment in in fight club pro yeah, yeah um yeah. it's probably the closest i've been to having that in in a, on a wrestling show i reckon yeah it's wonderful wasn't it yeah oh, um man. but yeah like, i i think I'd, I'd like to have been there for like some of the really hot stone cold steve austin stuff uh well i've got two yeah um, they both took place in japan Okay. Uh, and the first one is also the answer of what was the first tape you ever got from a tape trader. Right. Okay. Uh, so it's a King of the Death match in in '95 um, with the the Cactus Jack Terry Funk final. Um, I would have just loved to have been there for that. 
just if if a, a death match in a, a pub car park uh, in Newport Pagnell was exciting, I can only imagine what the greatest death match tournament of all time would have been like. Um, so I would have been like there, or I would have liked to have been on the train when DDT did their train wrestling. Oh yeah, that would have been that would have been really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean that, that train wrestling looked like a lot of fun. I mean, I'd quite like to have been there for a lot of like the DDT uh, site-specific things. Yeah. Um, you know, watching them all in a swimming pool, splashing around, that'd be fun. Yeah, riding the elephant that scored a goal past Chris Brooks. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Okay. Um. And sorry, you had. A, oh no, you did your second one. Yeah. yeah. Um. Susie, Susie Jackson. If Vince McMahon had died at the height of the Monday Night Wars and long before Trips made his way into the bosom of the family, how differently would wrestling have been in the last 20-odd years? Um, very different. Yeah, the simple answer is very different. Um, how it would be different, I don't know. Um, well, you got to remember that, say, say, say we're talking 98, right? Yep. Height of the Monday Night Wars. Um, WWF already had the better roster. Yeah. Like, and WCW was like, WCW kind of killed WCW in the long run um, by trying to wildly compete financially with another company. Um, so who knows? Who knows that um, that WCW would still be running? But yeah. I think WWF were probably well on the way to winning that battle. Yeah, I think you, there's two ways to look at it, really, because in in one way, like his sheer bloody mindedness has kept the sport going at a top level. Mm-hmm. Um, his willingness to do anything uh, to make those deals has, has kept it um, in the mainstream. But it's also stifled any competition um, and particularly any different way of presenting it. Um, from making it big um, so you know who's to say that someone couldn't have come along with a, a slightly different spin on wrestling um, and without Vince McMahon's uh, machinations um, enabling you know preventing them from getting a foothold um, that how how different things might have been yeah yeah I, I, I don't know I think it would have been different the question was how differently would wrestling have been in the last twenty odd years? I yeah. would say very differently. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was watching, um, I was doing some research for uh, my zine, wrestling can be anything. Yeah, available from from all good email addresses that are mine. Um, I was watching a uh, a speech Mike Quackenbush gave about wrestling, mm-hmm. um, and he he mentions in that um, that when uh, a a a survey was done of ardent wrestling fans, um, self-identifying ardent wrestling fans, and 98% of them had not heard of any other company other than WWE. Yeah. Um, so it is like the, the, the permeation of Vince McMahon is, is so big that, yeah, how can you imagine how different it would be? But it would be massively different. Yeah. Um, next question. Yeah, so uh, Jake Chris, uh, 
he came up with, he, he said, two shit questions. I might come up with better ones. Um, he spoiler, did. he didn't. Um, so the first one is, uh, what promotion have you realised you're missing the most because of lockdown? Um, for me, uh, you know, in terms of live wrestling, um, the dog wrestling was a blow because I was really looking forward to that. And it was something new. And it was my birthday weekend. Um, but also good wrestling and the surge um, because they're fairly near my house and I like the people who run them. Um, not live. Uh, I've, I've missed my GCW fix. Uh, I've got really into that. And uh, I was also starting to sort of really get into some of the other American indies like Black Label and Freelance and stuff like that. And, and it all shutting down um, has kind of put a stop to that. But I'll be looking forward to them when they when they get back up. What about you? Uh, good wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate having to cancel shows. Yep. Um, that's a real blow. And, the, you know, between us, um, there'll probably be more of that um, coming down the pipe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've missed working on that. Um, I mean, I've in, in part, I've been glad of it because I've had other stuff to worry about. Um, but also... Yeah, it's a big part. It's a big part of my life, guys. Um, um, yeah, that's probably about it, really. Yeah, um, I was kind of cutting back a little bit anyway, but yeah, um, I want everybody to be able to watch the wrestling that they want to watch, but also I want everybody to be safe. So stay home. Yeah, stay at home, Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his second question was, if you booked one more pre-taped closed set match for mania 36 or whatever number it was was it mania 36 yeah because we made the joke that it's the same age as me all right there you go. yeah um what was the match and who is in it gotta be wwe employee independent contractors oh god well let's let's not touch too much on that last part because that's a very contentious issue <laughs> right now um, and I'm really glad that we stopped these questions before all of that yeah. came out. Look, um, mate, Sarah Logan is still under contract for the next three months. And if I want to put her on Raw, she'll be on Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what would you also, do? I, also, I'm not sure who's released and who's not released. <laughs> so I'll, I'll try and answer. And I'll to be honest, I'm not, I'm not sure who some of these people are. Yeah. Um, uh, although I, I now wish I did know who Mars Wang was. <laughs> yeah. um, I would like to do um, the Smooth Operator uh, Invitational Battle Royal. Right. Uh, um, where everybody has to try and outsing the wrestler Smooth Operator. Okay. Um, and it's it's done or it's done almost as like a X Factor talent show. Right, it's like um, the, like the battle rounds of the voice. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, who would we have as the judges? Um, the puppet of Vince McMahon, obviously. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, Jimmy Hart would be there, and the um, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ain't he great? Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, Jeff, um, the Road Dog. All oh, right. Uh, he was the real singer, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And like this will be him getting the credit he really deserved. Right. Um, he really likes TGI Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
what about you um i'd do something uh horror themed um uh probably like uh the gronk's party house match yeah um, where there's no escape from lmfao <laughs> um so yeah that would be that would be my closed set match uh the gronk who's apparently already left wwe well you know yeah get a better offer yeah he did he did is it um, AEW bound uh Take- well Taking that belt with him. Tampa Bay Buccaneers bound. He's taken that belt with him and he's going to put it in the bin (laughs) and then chuck it over a crossbar. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's. Shall we move on? Yeah. Um, To a question from JJ Penny. Hi, guys. JJ from Huntington here. Uh, Just want to say congratulations on reaching the 150 podcast milestone. Uh, keep them coming. Uh, they're really, really good, particularly these ones uh, during the lockdown. Period. Thanks, JJ. Uh, very much, uh, <laughs> um, if you could each put on your ultimate wrestling show, you're in charge and uh, money was no object or anything like that. What are the three things you, you would absolutely really, really want to do? So it involved perhaps a key talent you would want or a venue you would have or something like that. Uh, so three things that you would really, really want to do, and then three things that you definitely would not like to do or like to happen. Uh, similar theme to like love my graps, not my graps, but for your ultimate show that you were putting on. So money, no object or anything like that. Cheers, guys. We had um, a similar question from Tom French as well, where money was an object. Uh, (laughs) where he said here's some money and a ring what niche wrestling would you put on it's not a lot of money um i think any show that we're going to put on is going to be a niche niche wrestling (laughs) well my my answer to tom's question was was to do what i've wanted to do for the last 20 years Mm -hmm. and do a a monster wrestling show in which every match was human versus monster Uh, but the monsters aren't necessarily always the bad guys right 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 uh, because humans are the worst species as we know um but for jj's question um the the three things that i would have on a show that i would i would book if i could were would be um a greek chorus yeah um i'd have a greek chorus um it would be a show long rumble yep uh, because we know that would be the best show ever Mm -hmm. Um, and it would take place on a boat in a river in the middle of the river thames okay very good um, yeah so that would be the three things that i would i would have what, what about you um my show would be taking place on the back of flatbed truck okay. um, going up the m1 similar ideas uh, um, yeah yeah um i would book um the biggest wrestlers i could find <laughs> <laughs> so your Barrington Hughes your Santos Juniors I want yeah. them all crammed on the back of that flatbed truck um, and I would um, have an ice cream van there as well right. <laughs> driving alongside it yeah, yeah, matching yeah. its speed yeah yeah well because yeah. there'd have to be another van another couple of flatbed trucks with um, stands like stalls on yeah to sit yeah <laughs> and then have to be ice cream van driving along as well to serve ice creams to people yeah. via slingshot right yeah yeah i mean you might want to do this on like a closed racetrack or something no nope. um, no the m1 yeah uh, <laughs> what wouldn't i want what wouldn't i want uh, well, um well my three things that would never happen 
on yeah. on the show that I would book. There'd be no women's match. Yeah. Um, so it'd never be. And next is a women's match from our fighting females division. Yeah, uh, be none of that. Um, there would never be two intervals. Um, we had two intervals at no ring, Alan. Well, okay. There would never be two <laughs> intervals. I mean, obviously, you might need two intervals if you're on the back of a, a lorry going at the M1. Um, you needed to, to cross three lanes well, to get to your, depends, your ice cream uh, van. It depends where the services pop up, whereabouts on the M1 we are. Yeah. Um, and a, my show on the back of a boat in the middle of the Thames. I mean, I could have as many intervals as I want. No one's getting off. No. Um, so, and the, the the third thing that would never happen on a show that I would book, um, if I could do anything I want, would be any form of profit. Um, <laughs> no one would make any money off it. Yeah. Um, um, one, because yeah. I, I'd spend it all, the production values, especially for the Greek chorus, um, would be would be massively high. And mm. two, because I'm such a, a giving socialist, Chris, that uh, all the wrestlers would come away with a, an even share. Oh, very good, very good. Yeah. What about you? What are the three things that you would never do? Um, there are a bunch of wrestlers I would never book. Right, OK. <laughs> a list as long as my arm. Yeah. I'm not going to name them all here. No. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if anybody can guess. <laughs> like, I mean, because... We've spent a lot of time slagging off a bunch of different wrestlers on this show. Yeah. I mean, and I, we're always fairly even-handed, but there must be some wrestlers out there that people have kind of got into their head. Oh yeah, they don't they don't like that one. Yeah. Like there are, there are a few who have done nothing really wrong, but there are a few that I that, I, <laughs> that have popped into my mind right now who again I will not name. Yeah, but if if people, you're a wrestler and you think that we hate you. Then let us know, and we will tell you if we do or we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that that's not my grabs. Certain wrestlers. Um, oh, what else? Um, there wouldn't be ref bump in every single match. No, no. I still uh, have fond memories of that uh, Rev Pro show at Walthamstow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, fair like a fair number of. Rev Pro shows, I mean, <laughs> like they they were the kings of that. I mean, hence the Roberts Crutch. Yep. Um, and it would run on time, so no late, no lateness. Yeah. It, it no delays. <laughs> it would also not have me on it because I always tell you I've got my gear and you never book me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, no Allens. Yeah. Um, Ashley, Ashley Clements no also Allens, said. No Allens, plural. With right. <laughs> one Allen. Sorry, yeah. Allen. Oh, damn it. Yeah, Who's Alan, the Allen that you are Alan, booking? Allen Hansen. Right. Not <laughs> the uh, the deaf wrestler, Alan Kilby. No, 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 no. Do you remember him? You're probably a bit young to remember Alan no, Kilby. No, yeah, that's one for the old people on there. Are there any wrestlers? Can you think of anybody? Any wrestlers called Alan? Um, AJ Styles. Yeah, his name's Alan. Yeah. There was um, there was a, a, a lucha team called the Barrio Boys, who were um, a, uh, a kind of a boy band. Um, one of them was called Alan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My new promotion is going to be called No Allens, okay. but we are we are going to have AJ Styles. <laughs> You do realise that the Allens are a, a race of people, and so you are breaking all kinds of laws there. Look, I'm just trying to create a safe space. 
<laughs> um, Ashley Clements sent in a question as well, which uh, I think we, we thought was quite similar. Um, but he said, if, if you could book a show with anyone you wanted with no restriction, who would you book and go up against? Now, obviously, there's only one answer to that, and it's Nick Gage. Um, and I'd probably put him against Chris Hero. I'd really yeah. like to see that match. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Chris Hero against a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I'd maybe. just like to see Chris Hero. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe we yeah. will. Yeah. Or maybe he'll draw a line under the whole thing and go, do you know what? <laughs> Never mind. No, he's back, baby. He's back. Yeah. Um, Simon Ball is back. Yeah. If you were to do a Money in the Bank type match, don't know what the prize would be, purely with unsigned people from Brit Rest, who would you choose? Men and women. Okay, so I've, I've got a list of men and a list of women. So the prize would be a box of Bakewell tarts. Oh, yeah. do you know, I've got I've got a box in my cupboard. Oh, you? Yeah. Well, I need to find something to eat after this. I've got another call coming up. So oh. um, get yourself a Bakewell tart, mate. Well, I haven't got any Bakewell tarts, have I? Well, that's your loss. That's your loss. Um, um, if it was men, I would go for I'd, I'd pick six of each. OK. Uh, and I've tried to pick wrestlers that would be exciting in the arena of a ladder match. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've gone for the OJMO. He'd, he'd throw himself about, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would, uh, yeah. Connor Mills. Yep. Uh, Cara Noir. Yep. Callum Newman. Yep. Darice. Yep. And, and I've shoved Shea Purser in there as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, and my women, I've gone Aaliyah James. Yep. Clementine. Yep. Zoe Lucas. Yep. Sammy Jane. Because yep. she gives zero fucks about like her own safety. I quite like that. Uh, Minnie McKenzie and yep. Chantal Jordan, who also looks like she gives zero fucks about her own safety. Okay. Um, so that's a, that's what you want from a ladder match, really, isn't it? Mm. What about you? Um, phew, I don't know. I think those seem like good selections to me. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm... the last thing this podcast needs is another list of wrestlers with no context. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm putting Tim Lee in there. I want okay. To, to bounce around a bit. Um, yeah. are, you, are you bumping Shea Purser for Tim Lee? Can't believe you've done I'm, that. Uh, no, no. Who am I bumping? Darice. Sorry, Darice. All right. Um, and I am also gonna put in um, Jetta. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she would. She would uh, make a big, a big thing of not climbing the ladder. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but somehow still winning the match. Yeah, so you've gone for a lot of people who, who you can see climbing a ladder quite quickly, whereas yeah. I've, gone, I've gone for the opposite. So, because yeah. you need a bit of colour in there, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I've got to say my favourite kind of Money in the Bank style match of last year was a, a GCW one that Tony Deppen won and he wasn't even in the match. Yeah. So, you know. Okay, Steve Hewitt. Right, Steve right. Hewitt. Go on. Yeah, it, Steve Hewitt said, favourite wrestling writing? Books in particular, but zines and websites as well. Um, oh, I haven't really read much wrestling stuff in a long time. Obviously, a friend of mine has started their own zine, which I'm currently using as a mouse pad. Yeah, it's the uh, best use for it. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that's great. Maybe one day I will read it. Um, so, yeah, I haven't read a lot in a long time. I think the last thing I read was the Daniel Bryan book. Um which was nice. Like I quite like 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 I like documentaries and I quite like those old sort of stories 
of people yeah. being wrestlers. Um, what about you? I think you're probably a little bit... Yeah, I mean, I, I read a, a bit more. There was um, a, a book that I, I lent to you and you never read and then gave it back to me called The, the Dead Wrestler Elegies, uh, yeah, which terrible. was a um, collection of poetry. Poetry. I hate poetry, but somehow mm. I quite mm. like this poetry because it was all about wrestlers. Um, it was quite good. Um, the, the Simon Garfield book, The Wrestling, Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Is, a, is a classic. Yeah, very um, good. Might have to reread that one day. Um, the, the when you talk about zines, uh, the Atomic Elbow is the the king of wrestling zines. Uh, I do love that. Um, really happy. I sent him a copy of of my zine and it, and he loved it. Um, or at least he said he loved it. So that's good enough for me. Um, and also there was a book which uh, I don't think many people will have read, and perhaps they should. Uh, it's called Beer, Blood and Cornmeal, and it's about incredibly strange wrestling. Um, the San Francisco kind of punk uh, wrestling outfit that was in the late 90s and early 2000s. Oh. Um, and that's, a, that's a hell of a story. Um, so, yeah, that would be what I'd recommend for people who want a, something a little different. Okay. Those seem like yeah. some good recommendations. <clears throat> um, maybe if you ask Alan nicely, he'll try and find out where you can find some of those bits yeah. and pieces. i tell you what I don't like reading. What? Dave Meltzer terrible terrible writer a good journalist yeah awful think, with the english language i think because i've been reading Meltzer, you know on and off for 20 years i kind of I, I have this you know like when you're watching a film with subtitles and by the end of it you're kind of almost hearing the dialogue in english yeah it's kind of like that with Meltzer and with me now when i read Meltzer stuff I, I kind of hear it in my brain in in english Right, rather yeah, than I get in, that. in whatever Meltzer writes it in. But yeah, I get that. He's got a very weird you, syntax. When you see a sentence and the last and first words are right, yeah, and you're able to make out what the sentence is supposed yeah, to. Yeah, that's make. that's pretty much what Dave Meltzer does. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's he's a bit of a um, bit of a one. I also don't like those weird things where people write out a, a move by move description of a whole match which yeah. is what we did with we do with our movie reviews sure but um yeah when somebody's like oh then they did an arm bar yeah. and then he reversed that and then there was um uh, another arm bar yeah it's it's pretty much what i've done with uh i've written about the image comic nash starring kevin nash as a uh a Mad Max style survivor in a post-apocalyptic world. I've I've ri- I've done a move for move description of that, but you can excuse that because it's awful yeah. and it needs to be uh, explained to people in its yeah. proper context. So. He does the sex, Chris. He does the sex. Oh boy! Yeah. With his big green Wizard of Oz dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this isn't the Schadenfreude podcast. We're not talking about dicks. Well, we're talking about Kevin Nash's, so that's an exception. Maybe he's um, got a, a Mars wang. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Okay, Jody. Jody Wood. Favorite Steve Lombardi gimmick? Question mark. What have you gone for? Um, I mean, I got to go Brooklyn Brawler. I mean, not because he was ever any good, <clears throat> but because he was like weirdly ever present. Yeah. Like, I like the fact every, that he was dirty as well. Yeah, and every and like also because he would just show up like once every five years. Once you got to like ninety seven, like he would just show up every now and then, which means that like either he has that gear, which he doesn't, because it's not gear, <laughs> but it does mean that somebody is having to find a t shirt and poke holes in it for him. 
Mate, uh, he's, he's got fun. he's got a hundred identical pre-hold dirty t-shirts. Yeah, maybe, but also he put on a bit of timber, didn't he? As he yeah, went he along. Did. So, I uh, like uh, I like Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Yeah, um, yeah, because yeah, I like yeah. it that he's supposed to be a baseball player because yeah. it was that period where everybody in in wrestling had a, had second, a second job. job. <laughs> yeah, um, but. Not only is he a major league baseball player, moonlighting as a wrestler, but he paints his face as a baseball. Yeah, yeah. It's that's like because no, that that's good. what that's what professional baseball players do. Well, maybe they would be better if they were more intimidating. Yeah, baseball wouldn't be so boring if yeah. everyone's face was painted like a baseball. Yeah. What about kimchi? Not a fan of kimchi. No. No, um, I mean, it's got racist connotations. <laughs> it sure does, um, yeah. The Kamala was a, a questionable gimmick, mm. even at the, the best of times. And uh, he, he was also a half-decent doink. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, but um, I think that's that we've, we've done uh, Steve Lombardi's entire career there. <laughs> yeah. One last question, Chris. Yep. From Simon Bull again. Simon Ball has ordered my fanzines um, and when he sends his address uh, through, it, it comes through as Simon T. Ball. I don't know what the T stands for. Perhaps it's Tipton like Johnny T. Um, Maybe it's the. Simon the Bull. It would, Simon it, the it, Bull. Is his brother Johnny the Bull? Yeah. yeah. Um, he said, uh, have the original plans changed for No Ring 2 or mm. are you sticking with until as late as possible? I'm referring to book talent and match dips rather than cancelling. Now, I, c- I can say with, with all absolution uh, that my plans have not changed. I uh, don't know about yours. Well, listen up, Simon the Bull. Mind your own fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to tell you anything. All right. You'll know when you know. Um, it, especially if we're talking about book talent and match dips. Yeah, because um, it's all secret. <laughs> Yeah, apart, it's apart from when Kurt Chapman yeah. uh, outs himself on Twitter. Well, I mean, we we were we were okay with people sort of saying that they were going to be there. That's fine. But other than that, um, yeah, I mean, who, uh, things change. I mean, I've been booking wrestling shows for four years now, and things change all the bloody time. Plans to Coron- change, mate. Coronavirus notwithstanding. Um, so as it stands, no, nothing's changed. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, let's say, yeah, maybe it might get cancelled. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to be difficult. I mean, talking sort of more widely uh, than just about no ring two, um, it, it's going to be it's going to be difficult for for wrestling to to get back up and running, especially at the level we like, yeah. because it it might be fine for um you know rev pro to run a thousand seater and only sell 500 tickets and have people sit in every other seat um not that i'm suggesting they would do that but um but i can't imagine anyone being in a rush to go back to the resistance gallery um, before everything's sorted and um the resistance gallery isn't the only venue where you're kind of packed in tight yeah Um, and so it's gonna there are gonna be a lot of people who um I mean, I, I don't, to be honest, I don't give a shit. I'll squeeze up against anybody. Um, but there are going to be people. Know, that's a problem. <laughs> who, yeah, who are going to be really uncomfortable with that kind of closeness. 
Yeah. Um, and the the only way around that for promotions is going to maybe be sort of only let half as many people in. But then to make it a viable commercial uh, endeavor, because no one wants to lose money on, on anything, you're going to have to charge double the ticket. Yeah. Um, and while there will be people who will be so desperate to see any something that they'll pay that double, um, it's not a long term viable plan. No. Um, so yeah it's uh, everything is so up in the air at the moment and i wouldn't want to be in your shoes um for for any money chris not not least because i don't know what size feet you are uh 10 oh yeah, that'd probably be all right I'm, a, I'm an eight and a half yeah um you, you you know you might be a bit uncomfortable in the long run but yeah they would, they would fit yeah they'd fit on your feet um yeah we'll we'll, we'll see what happens in, in the grander scheme of things um troubling times you thought that was the last question didn't you yeah that's not the last question oh unfortunately we've got one last person oh um and i will play you his recording quickly now hi chris hi alan uh others here junior podcaster uh just like to say congratulations on your 150th episode uh, definitely in my top three, mm, okay, maybe top five uh, wrestling podcast. Oh, fuck off, Joe. Do you know what? Joe, <laughs> <Do you> know... <laughs> should we just end it right there, or do you want to have his... No, let's, let's uh, see what Athens had to say. I mean, I'll play it, but also this is one of these questions where it requires me to remember things. So, right, okay. Podcast okay. that I listen to. Uh, my question is... What would you say during your time doing Love the Grabs uh, would be the top three matches that you have seen? Uh, once again, well done on the 150th episode. Love you. Bye. There he is. Well, um, I can't well, remember. Okay. I'm going to, just because it got mentioned earlier, um, Travis Banks winning the fight club pro championship were we doing the podcast then we were weren't we we just just started i think yeah yeah that was like very early on because one of the best matches that i've seen uh was travis banks against zach saber jr um at our first fight club pro show but we weren't yeah. doing the podcast then yeah uh, but yeah yeah i'd agree with that that was that was yeah. an outstanding um shay purser versus chris roberts that was um, incredible that's... Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd go for um, Sendai Girls against British Strong Style. Yes. King of Trios. That's a good pick. Um, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That was that was amazing. Yeah. Um, a match you thought would never happen. I mean, I, I doubt anyone sat down and thought this match will never happen. But when you're presented with it, you're like, yeah, I didn't think that would ever happen. Yeah. Uh, but it did, and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that seems like a good pick. Yeah. Um, anything else jump to mind? I mean, we got three there. Yeah, uh, we got three. That's you can have them three, Joe. Be be glad you've got them. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really remember like great matches more than I remember kind of great moments or particularly just like kind of great days out. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. that's what I really sort of go for. Matches. Ugh, I mean, who rates matches? You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was throwing snowflakes all over the place. Exactly, um, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, some good stuff there. But that's all our questions. That's our mailbag is empty. We yeah. Still our content everywhere. Um, yeah. And we're still under two hours. We're at like hour and forty minutes or so. Can't believe it. I know. It's not I hope bad. This, hope this is recorded. It's still, <laughs> still recording. Um. So yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed some of that. I hope people enjoyed hearing their own voice. Because um, that's what you're all about, isn't it? You narcissists. Um, thanks for everybody who sent a question in. Thanks to everybody who's listened to this podcast over 150 episodes. Yeah. Um, I imagine there aren't many of you that have listened to every single episode. Because um, also we have done more than 150 episodes. Um, there are some bonus episodes out there as well. You know, uh, I reckon there's probably about a hardcore 30 or 40 who've, who've listened to every episode. You reckon? And, and we love those people yeah. unreservedly. Yeah. Um, maybe you'd like to share some of your favourite moments from Love the Grabs Past in our Facebook group. Yeah, maybe uh, it was that time when Alan's chair collapsed live on air. <laughs> maybe it's that time that I got excited that Wimpy had messaged me back on Twitter. Um, <laughs> never followed up on it though, did they? They didn't. Out on the advertising opportunity on this very podcast to yeah. literally hundreds of people on the internet. Um, there. What else? What else is there? What else did we ever do? Nothing. Uh, we went to see that Lego thing that one time. We did. We had cheese tea. Yeah, we had cheese tea. It was. There were a couple of photos I was choosing to post for your birthday. One was that one from King of Trios. And one was photo outside the cheese tea shop. Right. Yeah. Um, so I went with the King of Trios one because it had a nice castle. Yes. Yes. Um, a lovely castle. Me wearing a T-shirt I can no longer get into as well. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Well. Bit sweet. Bit sweet. You know, we've all put on a bit of timber and we like Steve Lombardi. Oh, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> so we'll be back at some point uh, in the next week or so. We'll find some reason to, to come back down your ear rolls. Yep. Um, we've still got to watch some of that Zona 23, Chris, that, that junkyard wrestling for Mexico. God, we've got to watch all sorts of crap, haven't we? Yeah. Um, there will always be rubbish out there to watch. Um, I have not watched any of the big show show. Show, 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 show. Perhaps we should watch some of that. I don't know. I don't Just know. for shits and giggles. Would of which be? there will be none on well, the show Well, there would be probably more shits than giggles. Right. Um... Maybe, maybe. We shall see. Um, but yeah, fun times. Fun times. Three years, 150 episodes. Can you believe it? I know. Oh, boy. <laughs> feel so old. Well, I am. Yeah. I'm not quite there yet, but oh, I don't know. I'm staring 50 in the face, mate. Yeah. Yeah, right in its face. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's my birthday in a, in a couple of weeks. And what I'm saying is that it doesn't count this year. No. No, um, as I say, postponed, not cancelled. Um, yeah. So later in the year, we will have our birthday. I know. No, I'm just not having it this year. All oh, right. Okay. I'm not so, counting that number. Right. You're not clicking over. You like that guy in Holland who um, went to the the courts to yeah. uh, be able to change his, his age. I identify as a younger man. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What an absolute cop. Uh, I'm sure he only had the purest of motives. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, because he's either transphobic 
or an old creep who was trying to mack on younger people. So yeah. anyway, that's a conversation for another time in the past or <laughs> it was relevant. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Really, thanks for sticking with us. Um, and um, I look forward to catching up with you when we're allowed to go outdoors again. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna consensually hug the shit out of everybody when I see them. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna nervously just give a little all right and a thumbs right. up. I do a lot yeah. of thumbs ups. An orange casty thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. Pleasure speaking to you, Alan. Always ways. Um it's getting on towards evening time, it's still very sunny. But I advise that perhaps you go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills that we climbed, but the seasons out of time. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Nothing will let me be, but it's selfish on the beach.